everybody, this is Aaron Passantine, and I am pleased to welcome Kurt Raymond, Master Oz Impressionist, here today, finally, at the end of the year 2005, for an interview. And we're just so happy to have him here, finally, on the site. Um, Kurt Raymond is known as a Master Oz Impressionist, and he lives in Southern California in the San Fernando Valley. He worked they have professionally with Elaine Horn, who is the Judy Garland impersonator, as Dorothy for several years have both performed together in the Greek theater they have performed together in the Wizard of Oz sing-along that Warner Brothers has put together and they've done that on tour right before the movie was shown with the sing-along so they they have done that together several years and Kurt is just um, an amazing person um, not to mention his impersonation he can do on the Wizard of Oz characters from the movie but he is a um, wonderful individual as well, and so I am also pleased to say that this is Kurt's very first audio interview on the internet ever, and um, to top it off on the record, amazed to have as many people in the Oz community that we have been able to get from Kurt Raymond himself to Elaine Horn to Eric Shanover and even John Fricky, who we all love. So here again um, is yet another wonderful Wizard of Oz interview, and this time we have Kurt Raymond. Hi, welcome, Kurt. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Very good. How are you? Good, good. Great. Good. All right, now for my very first question. Please tell me how you got interested in the Wizard of Oz. Uh, when I was four years old, mm -hmm. in 1970, mm -hmm. uh, I actually watched The Wizard of Oz for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I watched it uh, with my mother and my grandmother, and I remember nothing about that telecast except for two scenes. The scene where Miss Ghost turned into the Wicked Witch, and the scene where she was at the window sending the flying monkeys after them all. Wow, interesting. And those two scenes were very big uh, in my life in terms of impact. Yes. Uh, for many years to come. Yes, wow. Now, um, also explain about your upbringing and also how you in ended up actually performing and meeting Elaine Horn. Uh, upbringing. Um, uh, normal childhood. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, I had, um, uh, I, I still have, you know, two wonderful parents um, and uh, a sister and uh, who, who thought that when I was a child that my Wizard of Oz. Um, uh, interest would actually wane after several years, but uh, you know when I became you know a teenager and the, and the the movie came out on video, it just accelerated that to the point of obsession. And uh, you know, a couple years after I graduated high school, it, it uh, got bigger and bigger from there. And um, I saw that collecting just wasn't satisfying enough, so I actually started going out uh, with no training and auditioning for stage productions and or, you know, just becoming a part of stage productions and uh, ended up, you know, doing uh, doing the characters on stage. And uh, yes. it was very, uh, very liberating, very cool, and uh, uh, still do that to this day. Yes. Five productions later. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know it has been told in 1980 you had gotten a bicycle and then you ended up selling your bicycle so you could get the very first edition of the Wizard of Oz on VHS tape. Please tell Correct. me about that. Correct. And I do remember the day that uh, that I did sell my bicycle. Yes. And uh, it, it got to the point to where my bicycle was everything to me, but when my dad had told me that there was a new invention out called the video cassette recorder, um, I was 
I was not really all that interested until I saw an ad the next weekend for The Wizard of Oz being out on videotape. Hmm. And when we got the video cassette recorder, of course, the first thing I wanted to do was get the video. So I was obsessed with that for about three weeks. And my dad said that I would have to pay for it myself. And huh. uh, the only way I saw to do that was to, you know, have like a garage sale. And oh. uh, the biggest thing that actually sold was my bicycle. And that actually paid for the entire video, which I believe was $79.95 at the time. Wow. Very cheap today, isn't it? Oh, yes. Very cheap. Yes, very cheap. <laughs> yeah, but to a, to a youngin, that's, uh, it's pretty expensive. That's right. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Very interesting. And then, a little while later, you ended up getting several other versions of the movie on VHS in different languages. How did you yes. end up wanting to do that? Um, my parents uh, had, had received uh, a satellite dish. And mm. a satellite dish is obviously something you can watch that has, you know, three or four hundred stations from all over the world. Yes. And uh, one night, I had come home from high school and uh, had, had seen in the TV guide uh, Le Magician de Oz, which is The Wizard of Oz in French. Hmm. And uh, it, it said Judy Garland and Ray Bolger as the cast, and it, it had a description, obviously, in French, and I didn't know what that was. Um, until at the end, at the bottom of the, the TV or at the TV guide, it said 1939, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's the movie in French. Huh. And uh, so I asked my mom if we could watch it, and she said, sure. And uh, sure enough, it was the MGM movie dubbed in French. Wow. And uh, I watched the entire thing and uh, realized that the dubbing was very well done. Um, had never seen, uh, obviously, the classic dubbed in a foreign language before, and I was fascinated with it. So yes. as soon as that was over, um, there was an address and a phone number of how to get it on video. And I wrote to a company, and it, the company was in Canada, mm. and I wrote to a company, which I believe is no longer in business, mm. and uh, asked them, um, asked for their you know, American department to uh, ask the representative if I could uh, obtain a copy of Le Magician de Oz, which is a 1939 movie, but dubbed in French. Mm -hmm. And uh, they gave me prices and um, sent off a uh, money order and had it in my house within two weeks. Wow. Now, so, uh, after that, I uh, spent about uh, three and a half months memorizing the witch line in yes. French. Amazing. And it just uh, went on from there. So now I have it in many different languages. That's right. Amazing. Now, how old were you when you ended up getting that video cassette? When I first got that, the, the French video? Yes. I was 19. I so I was 18. 18. I just turned 18. I was still in high school. Okay. And now the next question is, when you were in high school, and obviously I'm sure your friends knew of your interest in that movie. Select friends, yes. Yes. Um, what did they say? I mean, did they... You know, say, hey, why are you watching that movie? It's for um, kids. Back, or what? back in the in the eighties, it was a it was a different time, and uh, and it was more hmm, when when you're when you're young like that, and well, hmm, I didn't just tell too many people. Mm -hmm. It was not something that I that I it was like a, something I I kept secret. Yeah, and uh, just a few of my select friends knew. Mm -hmm. and, um, it actually. Came, came out in a big way <laughs> when I was a, uh, a senior in high school and um, we were, I was on the committee, the high school committee for, uh, for floats and things like that oh, okay. coming. Uh -huh. And our theme was the Wizard of Oz. And my, one of my friends who, you know, knew that I liked this movie uh -huh. uh, suggested that I actually run for, you know, designer to design this float. And I didn't know if it was such a good idea. It was a big project, and um, uh, they kept saying, "Oh, you should do it. You should do it." You know, Wizard of Oz is such a big part of you. Yeah. And uh, I said, "Yeah, but the whole school will know about it." And uh, 
eventually, uh, about a week later, I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for it, and I decided to help design the float and uh, also perform on top of it. Wow. And uh, it turned out really well. And uh, before the, uh, the the float design dedication, everybody in the committee in high school actually came over to a friend's house, and we all watched the movie first to get inspiration for the uh, for the designing of the float. Oh, an American and, uh, version, right? So after that, uh, it didn't matter whether I liked Wizard of Oz or not in high school. Everyone knew I was the Oz guy. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So it was the American version that you watched with them, yeah. correct? Okay. Yeah. Well, good. If it was one of the other versions, you would really have to do a lot of explaining if well, they didn't were, know. If you can believe that, there were a couple of people, uh, or a couple of students that had never seen it before. Uh-huh. And that was very cool to actually watch it, you know, with a group of people, and two people had not seen it, you know, ever. And, really? Uh, to actually watch the reaction, saying, oh, wow, I, just, I can't believe this is such a cool movie. I can't believe I missed it all these years. And, huh. uh, it was that's, very cool to see the reaction. That's great. That's, that's very interesting. Now next, um, we are going to talk about something else that you do very well, and that's what your title is, Master Oz Impressionist. And Aha! Exactly. Ultimately, it's the Wicked Witch. Amazingly, you do that well, and it's just something that was given to you, and now you actually can do that. So first, quote a few lines from the movie in the voice. And okay. then um, we'll hear some other things. Was there any specific lines you would like to hear? Um, let me think. Probably just the lines after Dorothy gets to the castle, the witch's castle, and I guess some of the lines that the witch has said there to her. Okay. Um, I'll possibly. say a couple lines. I'll just, I'll just say whatever comes. To my sure. Mind. Okay. That? Sure, that'd be fine. Cool. Sure, that'd be just fine. All right. All right. Let's see. Okay. Hmm. But that's not what's worrying me. It's how to do it. These things must be done delicately, or you'll hurt the spell. Kick him, you fool! Kick him! <laughs> wow, amazing. Okay, wow, that is fun. unbelievable. It's a lot of fun. Yes. A lot of people don't realize I can play the other characters. It's always the witch everybody wants to, to see. Yes. Because I guess she's the villain and, you know, everybody is so focused on, you know, the, the villains of the movies that uh, she's always the one that's most requested. So now I, I do her about 95% of the time now. Amazing. Yes, so. absolutely amazing. Um, that's right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Okay, now, um, if you also want to give the impression of the voice after the witch sees the ruby slippers, and I guess the little I'll get you my pretty and all that, if you want to mention that? that, yes, please. Okay. Yes. Uh, the scene where she said, uh, 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 like, they're gone, the ruby slippers yes. are going to be done? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. okay. You ready? Yes, I am. They're gone! The ruby slippers! What have you done with them? Give them back to me or I'll... Give me back my slippers. I'm the only one that knows how to use them. There's no use to you. Give them back to me. Give them back. And as for you, my fine lady, it's true I can't attend you here and now as I like. But just try to stay out of my way. Just try. I'll get you, my pretty. And your little dog, too. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. You know what? There are two sides to every person, it seems like, and it seems like you have two sides, which is unbelievable. <laughs> yes. The evil side and the good side. No. Well, I certainly hope it's only a good side, but only oh. performance could it be part evil and part but good. But it is so fun to play a mean person. Yes, I bet. Now, please, um... Since I haven't heard any Scarecrow impression or Tin Woodman, if you possibly can give at least a Scarecrow or first, can you do that? Okay. Uh, let me see. I have to think about it here. Sure. Witch? I'm not afraid of a witch. I'm not afraid of anything. Uh, I kept a lighted match. But I baked a whole box full of witches and matches for a box full of brains. Look, I won't be in any trouble because I don't need a thing. And I won't try to manage things because I can't think. Uh, won't you take me with you? Hooray! We're off to see a wizard! <laughs> that was great. Uh, unbelievable. Did you practice and practice and practice for this when you were young, or did it just, you know, come upon you or something? Oh, yes. A much to the chagrin of my parents. Yes. Uh, performing in front of a mirror and performing, uh, watching the video and performing while the video was on. And I broke that VCR oh, back in boy. 1980 three times. Wow. Watching it and fast-forwarding it and rewinding it, fast-forwarding it and rewinding it. And uh, after the third time, my dad said, okay, you're taking a month not touching the VCR. <laughs> and did you obey your father? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of? <laughs> okay. Wow. I did. Interesting. Now, can you even... You know, demonstrate voicing on the Tin Woodman and the Lion at all, or is that not really okay? Well, please go ahead with that. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let me do the line. Okay. Put him up. Which way you voice? I'll fight you up to ten if you want. I'll fight you with one paw tight behind my back. I'll fight you stand on one foot. I'll fight you with my eyes closed. Oh, pulling an axe on me, eh? Sneak it up on me, eh? Why? How's that? That was great. Very cool. I. Glad you like it, my pretty. <laughs> yes, I do. Very much so. Wow. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Yes, it, it is. Well, With the Wizard of Oz characters are, are so much fun to play because you go from being one one drastic uh, characteristic of one character to another, and, and uh, the characters are so different mm -hmm. that um, I just love the versatility of, of playing everybody. Yes. But it uh, looks like the Wicked Witch is, is the character that I'm going to be destined to play forever now. <laughs> At least until you get really old and your voice gets so low, <laughs> nothing will be able to stop yeah, you from doing it. Really sound like this for real. Well, hopefully not. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> not. <laughs> then you'll be sure not to be hired anymore. That's <laughs> true. I'll probably be very hunched over and, and uh, wouldn't be able to uh, ride my broom side saddle like I can right now. Yes, and Elaine will be able to get away from you even faster. <laughs> yes, I won't be able to chase after her anymore that's, like I, I can now. That's right. <laughs> very funny. I do a lot of that. I'm yes. always chasing her somewhere. Yeah, that's right. From one performance to the next performance. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, now for the Tin Man. Well, about a year ago, I was chopping that tree when suddenly it began to rain. And right in the middle of the chop, I, I rushed it solid 
Wow, very, very, very good. Thank you. Amazing. It's almost perfect. Stuff. Yes, it's it's almost perfect, which you know, it's that that's how good it is. It's funny that my my next favorite character, uh, aside from the Wicked Witch, is the Tin Man hmm. physically. But I have never I, I I've never really gone into depth with his voice like I have the other characters. And I, mm-hmm. I it, it always seems like he gets the short end of the stick actually because. That character, it, it seems that nobody really, it's not really, people think of him not really as a colorful part, but just as a part, and he seems to get lost in the shuffle, and I think that's sad, because Jack Haley did a phenomenal job. Yes, absolutely. Now, um, for our next um, question I want to ask you about, how did you meet Elaine Horn? She is just an awesome person. Her portrayal as Judy Garland, as Dorothy, as you know, since you work with her, is just outstanding and hard to comprehend. Judy Garland's alive in a way, but as Dorothy, I have not, so, I have not worked us. with a Dorothy that acts so scares me so well. <laughs> uh-huh. She she has she has Judy Garland down pat. She's got every single mannerism and her facial expressions and her awe of being in another world and her her fear of being confronted with the Wicked Witch. Um, as you can see in the DVD, it, it shows very well. Yes. And uh, when you see her live in person, it's even better because. The, the audience can actually connect with her, you know, in, in a way that you can't connect on a, you know, on a TV screen. Exactly. And uh, the children just love her. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I see that the children love her, it makes me even want to hate her more in terms of, you know, performing. Yes. And, uh, uh-huh. and it's it's really it's really nice to see that uh, that she portrays Dorothy in a very in a very uh, loving tribute to Judy Garland. That's and, right. Uh, the kids and the adults just love her to death. Amazing. Yes. Now, tell me at least first how you ended up meeting her. Did you? Um, I did an did... event uh, for. Um, it was an event um, that uh, Beyond the Rainbow to Oz had put together, oh. uniting several of the Munchkins from the original movie uh, to come back to the Cover Hotel, where many of them stayed while they filmed The Wizard of Oz. Yes. And uh, it was the first time that they had all come back to that to that hotel since. You know, 1938, and uh, they there was a big publicity, uh, a big publicity celebration uh, for this uh, event, for this gathering, and uh, all the media was there. Entertainment Tonight and and E and yeah. well, uh, I'm trying to think. E, I don't think E was E then. Oh yeah, it was, it was E then. Okay, entertainment. Yeah. Thinking, hmm. Back in uh, back in '88, it was another it was another uh, uh, name. Oh. Like ninety one or ninety two. Huh. Um, I digress. Uh, <laughs> and it was such a it was such a big deal that um, Elaine Willingham, who is the uh, the webmistress for Beyond the Rainbow, uh, she wanted to make everything perfect. So with the Munchkins, uh, she decided to hold uh, like a um, a a big. Now it wasn't an auction, but it was like a uh, a, a big um, room full of, of vendors, Oz vendors that sold their their Wizard of Oz products. Uh, 
for all of the people that were expected to show, and, and I believe over over 1,100 people showed up that night. And uh, Elaine uh, Willingham had hired me to play. Well, not hired, but she uh, she asked me to play the Wicked Witch for the evening. And Elaine Horn had gotten a hold of her, and uh, she had read it on the internet that this event was going to happen. And she got a hold of Elaine Willingham, and Elaine uh, hired Elaine Horn uh, to play Dorothy for the evening. Wow. And the two of us met, and uh, it was. It was uh, electric. Our performance. We Wonderful. we knew right off that it was it was going to be a great connection in terms of her being scared of me and me being so evil to her. Mm. And uh, it it was when when we met, it was it was just like wow. Okay, I met I met a great Dorothy. This is going to be great. Yes. And, uh, I believe it was um, Access Hollywood was was there really? during the middle of part of the evening. Wow. And they actually captured the two of us and showed it on on that the night after uh, the night after the event. Um, they showed us together performing, and uh, wow. it was very cool to see. Sure. Um, and uh, that was the beginning of a wonderful relationship. Yes, wonderful. Between Dorothy and the witch. Great, wonderful. That, that that's exciting. That's that's very exciting. Um, I'll just mention everybody has a everybody that knows my website that's listening, videosurefamily.com, and has listened to the other interviews. Everyone knows that I've had John Fricky on several times. We put a um, discussion panel together and had Eric Shanover on and um, Robert Baum, Al Frank Baum's great grandson, and finally we have Kurt Raymond. Not to mention already Elaine Horn. So um, as everyone knows. You see all that, you hear all that, but I have not once even been able to meet Elaine Horn or Kurt Raymond and see them perform. So, um... Eventually, you just might, might. <laughs> yes, and that is the point. I, I will say to everybody, I still have not, and I think that even as I'm speaking to you now, I think you can tell that this will be even more electrifying for me to finally see you all in person in a performance one time. Well, you so. never know. Some big, huge Oz event might just happen, and uh, we... And you never know. We might all just get together in one huge venue or forum, and, and it would be great. Yes, it would be great. Okay, now, also, I want you to please explain, um, I guess over the past few years, you also have performed with her, but you have also been involved with Oz Central, apparently, and the situation regarding the amusement park that they were going to have up in New York. Everyone knows that they have gone to great lengths to put it up and, you know, different things have happened to not let that go about with their financial issues and their building committee. If you can talk about your involvement a little bit with that as well and regarding the press booklet, and I think you know what I'm talking about. So, yes. Um, a year, several years ago, uh, there was always the idea to bring a Wizard of Oz theme park to life. And... It, it, when I was a kid, um, I, I had always dreamed of like working at a Wizard of Oz type theme park. And uh, when I had heard about this, I thought it was a very good idea. Um, I'm not currently involved or related to Oz Central, but okay. I do keep the tabs on on what is happening with the theme park. That you know was unfortunately it was supposed to happen in Kansas and mm-hmm. it was pulled, and, and now it's you know it's a possibility it might be in, in another state, which is great. Yeah. Um, I completely support that, and uh, you never know um, if it if it actually does get built. Uh, I would like to be a part of it, and uh, then that way I won't have to watch from behind the scenes to see, you know, just exactly what you know transpires to make this thing a reality. Yes. And uh, several years ago, when um, when the theme park was being planned, they had 
they had drawn up a, an elaborate color press book and uh, had sent it to, you know, different, uh, different um, uh, financial, you know, potential financial backers uh, in hopes to get the financial backing to build the park. And this press book was just absolutely beautiful. It was many pages long and had a lot of color photos in it, along with um, some, uh, some artist, color artist renderings of what the park would look like. Hmm. And it was just, it was stunning. So uh, I think if, if they build it according to what those designs were several years ago, that park is going to be an absolutely beautiful place. I, I hope it. I hope it happens soon. Really, I hope it happens soon. Yes. Now, um, as everyone knows, Warner Brothers finally has re-released The Wizard of Oz into a wonderful collector's disc set and two collector's disc set, and um, surprisingly, and thankfully enough for you, you were able to be part of that. Um, including Elaine Horn with several other people. Um, tell me about that and, you know, a little bit with your involvement in that. It was, it was thrilling, to say the least, to be contacted uh, by, by uh, Spark Hill, who did um, the, uh, the DVD extra documentaries for the DVD. And uh, I have John Fricky to thank for that because he actually was, was the person that kind of referred me to them. Hmm. They were looking for some... Uh, some interesting people to uh, bring, you know, the legacy of Oz to life, and mm-hmm. uh, and that is how I, I was involved in that. And uh, thank you, John. I appreciate that. And uh, so Spark Hill gave me a call, and uh, they they asked, you know, if I could do the witch over the phone, and then they asked me to um, send them any pictures or videotape of my performances, and I did. And they took a look at them and within a couple of days they're like well would you like to be involved in our legacy of Oz piece in the DVD and I was jumping for joy because yes. this was an incredible opportunity to uh, to let people see all the the love and the affection that I have for this movie come out in not only in the performance but in an interview uh, as well and uh, it was yes. <laughs> can't even tell you it was just absolutely thrilling and the night that we filmed it uh, it took several hours and we filmed it at a theater in uh, Glendale. Hmm. And Elaine and I were called upon to do our, our shtick that we do uh, live at various theater venues. And uh, then they asked us to do certain scenes alone so they could get their close-ups. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they sat each one of us down separately and asked us a series of questions. And Elaine got a series of questions and I got a, a completely different series of questions. And we both answered them. Um, to the best of our ability mm-hmm. and hoped for the best yes. <laughs> and uh, it was just wonderful how it how it turned out and they, they just picked the best scenes of the performance and the best scenes of the interviews for both of us and uh, I'm very 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 pleased great. with how it turned out great I, I am too I, I told Elaine already that I am very pleased with it but I honestly am, wasn't sad to see a lot more of both of you on there I, I think it would be interesting but as everyone knows, they can only use a certain amount of pieces and everything when it's put together. Correct. So, correct. But, and and they you yes. know, obviously, you know, they can, they can only fit so much on a DVD. Yes. They had so much information and so many interviews with with so many people that you know, obviously, you can't put everything in. But exactly. I'm just I'm just happy that you know I got yes, you're on the, the time that I got. Yeah. You know? So I'm I'm not uh, I am not complaining. Yes. In, in any way, shape, or form, I'm just Great. very 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 pleased with it yes and pleased with uh, the amount of time that they that they you know 
devoted to my ugly green face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that's what it takes sometimes. Sometimes you have to do the mean thing in order to get the good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not always, but in this case, yes. <laughs> things like that that you get that you know you want to protect you want to save and you know you never want to see when you're a kid you don't you don't think about you know saving it as collectible or that yeah exactly happy to have it and back then there wasn't a you know a lot of pictures of the wicked witch available in you know in books and and that type of thing and video had not come out at Mm -hmm. that time so to actually have a photo of her was just you know wonderful yes for, for a kid like me yeah and the rest I, I of them too. It and looked at it and you know got fingerprints all over it and anything <laughs> else the kid could you know get all over it so oh boy. uh it, i as i got older and you know i you know grew up and, and realized that you know i need to take care of these things a little bit more that's right and started you know putting them in in uh scrapbooks and things 
Yes. Go and look at it. So. Neat. Uh, at least for collectibles, I don't have hardly anything compared to the you guys. You know, all of you have. I mean, I, one of the things uh, I have. Young, you've got many years well, of collecting. Of, of course, of course. But one of the things I have is um, the record and book that um, the Disney Company put together many years ago of the Scarecrow of Oz, and I have that. Um, I have that record, and that's pretty rare, don't you think? Is that worth something? Um, yeah, I, I actually have it also. Is it, okay. is it, it's the big album, right? Correct, yes. Okay, the big album with the 11-page the book inside? Yes. Yeah, I actually uh, I just recently acquired a mid-condition copy because the one I had as a kid, obviously, was in bad shape. Yes. And uh, I'm just starting as the years go by to, you know, replenish things that I've either lost or, uh, or <laughs> basically ruined as a child. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Um, I, I just recently got a, a mid-conditioned version of that. Wow. And it was actually one of my favorite book and records. Even though it Great. wasn't the Wizard of Oz Great. movie, uh-huh. it was still a really well-done version of Mom's book. And I, I used to listen to it all the time and look at the book because there was a witch in it. Yes. Great. And uh, uh, it, was, um, it was, I believe it was done by the same artist who did their version of the Wizard of Oz that came out, I believe, two years later. Yes. Yeah. In the sixties, right? The one the other one in nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, I have that too, so do you? it's great, yes, I do. And I have um actually those are records, but for the books, some of the books I have, I believe I have all of the original golden book editions that they did of the Disney movie Return to Oz. I have all of those. So I mean I have some of that stuff as well. So but it's funny that, that that album, the book and record uh, album that Disney put out of the Wizard of Oz that I listened to that so much Me too. that I actually was hired to do the Wicked Witch of the West in a book on tape adaptation in 1998 of the Wizard of Oz. You were. And I based my entire performance on the woman who played the Wicked Witch in the Walt Disney book and record. Really? Oh my. Yeah, and her vocal inflections and everything, I, I did it almost just like her as like a tribute to, you know, when I was a kid listening to her performance. Amazing. I don't recall the actress's name, but she did a phenomenal job. Amazing. Wow. Um, who published that? Uh, Monterey Soundworks. Okay, I am going to be getting a copy of that sometime eventually. That'd be it was, amazing. It was a lot of fun, and it's sure. verbatim from the L. Frank Baum novel. Hmm. And uh, so I was. It was interesting. It's probably it, it is right. actually the only time in my career that I have played the Bond version of the Wicked Witch, word for word from from the original book, and that was that was so much fun. Well, great. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I think that'd be very interesting for everyone to to hear that. Um, wow, that's that's great. I think that one of these companies should actually do a Trauma Days version of The Wizard of Oz and have you and Elaine Horn together. I think that would be just one of the best things, I hope. If they were to do a state adaptation of the book, I would I would love to do that. Yes. Uh, I've actually done a, a stage adaptation of the film. Yes. And, and have been dressed as the, the Denslow version of The Witch. Mm-hmm. Instead of Margaret Hamilton, I mean, I did a Margaret Hamilton impression but they wanted to do the costumes completely differently. Huh. And so instead of all black, I was in yellow and black, like a yellow jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, complete with an umbrella and an eye patch and everything. Wow. And, uh, but I still had to say lines from the movie, so it wasn't quite like yeah, the original book. So when I actually got the book on tape, I was ecstatic that, you know, I could actually finally do the, the original lines as L. Frank Baum had written them. Yes, indeed. But to actually have something recorded by you and Elaine Horn on audio cassette or dramatized, I think that would be... I think that would sell well. I think people would, that would be fun. enjoy that. So be fun. That would be interesting one day. So now, 
Alright, now please tell me, um, have you read all of L. Frank Baum's original Wizard of Oz books? Um, I have read all the way up to, uh, The Magic of Oz. Okay. And, uh, The, the Magic of Oz is my favorite, uh, L. Frank Baum book next to The Wizard of Oz. Yes. And unfortunately I haven't read the, the rest of them. Okay. Eventually someday, before I'm 80. <laughs> yes, I hope so. <laughs> why, why before 80, then, would be the question. Um, I'll have enough time to actually sit down and read a book. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Funny. Now, I want to know about... Um, your comments on Disney's 1985 movie, The Return to Oz. Tell me what you think of that, and I'm sure you've seen it. I want to hear what you um, have to yeah, say about that. Yeah, I did see it. I saw it when it first came out. Okay. And uh, I thought it was very innovative. Well, I, I thought it was... Uh, I'm just glad that they stuck to the movie in certain parts, because I'm, obviously I'm so enamored of the movie that, uh, that you know, anything... At the time, anything that strayed away from the formula, I would have been like, eh... But they did it in a way that I had already read, you know, up until, up to The Magic of Oz by the time that movie had come out. So I was familiar with how Baum's world was, and it's a completely different field than the MGM movie. Mm -hmm. So when Return to Oz was shown at the theater, I definitely felt that it had a, a, a Baum essence to it. And uh, it was not like the MGM film, obviously, it wasn't a musical. But they did try and retain the spirit of, of L. Frank Baum's Oz, and I think they did a really good job of that. So I was, I was, I enjoyed it for that aspect. Um, yes. And I did. I obviously there was no, really no way that they could get away from you know using the ruby slippers and, and a couple other things from the film. Right. And having like uh, the characters in Kansas you know reappear in Oz and that type of thing, which I'm glad that they retained that. Mm -hmm. um, I actually think the film gets a bad rap. job of, of uh, doing uh, or actually mixing uh, Bomb Spirit and uh, the little bits of the MGM movie that most, you know, odd fans of the film, you know, are, are used to seeing. And uh, it, I think that film also, it got a bad rap and, and a lot of bad reviews when it first came out, but it's become somewhat of a cult film nowadays. And uh, many, many, many people enjoy this film uh, for, for what it is, a, a loving tribute to, uh, to Bob's work. That's and right. uh, if you look at it as a separate entity from the MGM film, it's, it's quite an enjoyable movie. Yes. So, and that's, that's my take on it now. Yes, very much so. I, I think the score, ultimately, for me, I just love the most. And um, the ending music, if, if you can recall the ending music to that movie I mean Confession? yes exactly yeah I of all the music that I probably have heard that would be semi-classical or whatever that music probably is the most beautiful music I've ever heard and it's still true to this day so and, and it's funny that uh, there is, in certain odd circles people do you know consider that the the official sequel you know to The Wizard of Oz yes even though yes they did mesh you know a couple of books together mm -hmm. um, it it I, I feel that it's still true to Bob Spirit in terms yeah. of visually and uh, musically. I think and, so. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a good film. Yes. Now, I I think this will be very funny for most people, um, at least with these questions, because things are about ending here. But do you sing at all? And then when you ever have really performed, do you sing? Um. <laughs> hmm. uh, interesting, because nowadays uh, it seems that that. Producers who who 
put on large-scale, big-budget productions of The Wizard of Oz tend to go more towards the Wicked side of things. Uh-huh. You know, Wicked being, you know, the, the Broadway music yep. that's become so popular yes, lately. Right. Yes. And uh, they actually have inserted a, a, a section of the Jitterbug for the Wicked Witch to sing. Really? Yes. And wow. uh, I have been called upon to sing the Jitterbug in the Witch's voice on occasion. Oh, no. um, I, I have auditioned and, and sung the Jitterbug in the Witch's voice. <laughs> I've <laughs> lost the part. <laughs> oh, so you it, didn't. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if... if it, it, it's a sticky situation with Oz fans when producers do do that because, yes. you know, it, it's not true to the film. Yes. And my whole my whole uh, basis for performing this character is to stay as true to the film as possible. Right. And uh, even though Wicked is very popular, it, it is what it is for what it is, which is a completely separate, you know, Broadway musical. Exactly, and when yes. you try and have a character that didn't sing in the past sing in a show like The Wizard of Oz, especially when it is a, a true-to-the-movie version, mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel it's inappropriate. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I will ask first. Um, yes. If, at an audition... If, if they plan on singing, if, if they plan on having the Wicked Witch sing, mm-hmm. if they do, I will I will not audition. Yes. Yeah. And that probably would be good. <laughs> the film and, and I don't feel that it's uh, it's appropriate. Yes. It's a matter also... Why? Do you want me to sing the Jitterbug in the Witch's voice? <laughs> no. I want you to sing it in your normal voice. But... Oh, no. no <laughs> I, actually, I actually don't sing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, I wish I was born with that talent, but... Yes. You know, I think uh, I think the Wicked Witch and, uh, and all the other characters. My, my artwork is yeah. as far as it goes. Yes, yeah. Now, um, can you tell me? I guess at least for you, if you don't mind answering, what kind of you know is your favorite food? You know, at least of course your favorite movie must be The Wizard of Oz. If you can mm-hmm. kind of explain at least what your favorite food is, you know, what kind of ice cream you like, a couple of little common things like that. At least for you, I think people don't even know anything like that. Uh, my favorite food, anything with meat in it, mm. meat, you know, hamburger or roast beef or steak or, yes. uh, boy, huh, flank steak actually is, mm. is one of my absolutely favorite foods. Really? Wow. Yep. And, and with ice cream, chocolate ice cream. Chocolate ice cream. Yum. Okay. So you don't like any of the other fla- flavors of ice cream then? Um, I do. Okay. But if there is, if chocolate is available, I will take, take that it. over everything else. Yes. You remind me of John Frickey. That's exactly he has said that he had eaten ice cream too much way as a child, and he, but he loves chocolate and stuff like Hershey's Kisses and all of those things. This is what he loves oh, yeah. most. So. Chocolate, chocolate is yes. a detriment. Yes, you know, yes. Uh, to my, to my, uh, to my waistline. Yeah. <laughs> and if I Funny. eat too much of it, I won't be able to play the Wicked Witch much longer. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be get called upon to do anything no. much. No. <laughs> but yes. yeah, chocolate is. Chocolate, as far as uh, meat is concerned, yes, I love steak. Yeah, uh, that's but great. As far as sweets, uh, bring me chocolate any yeah, day. Bring me chocolate. Okay, that's interesting. Now, um, at least for you growing up, um, can you share maybe a very interesting moment or something that you know, not necessarily would be embarrassing, but something that you know you wouldn't want to repeat again or that you're not going to forget, you know, as a child, as a teenager, anything that you can recall. Uh, hmm. As in, as in, uh, relating to the Wizard of Oz? No, not not necessarily. Something that you've done growing up that was happened by accident that you felt embarrassed about, or you like didn't want it to happen again. Some kind of story. 
Huh. Something like that, possibly. Oh boy. And it doesn't have to do with Oz? Actually, make sure it doesn't have to do with it this time. Oh. Yes. Um, hmm. If you can't, then it would have to be, I guess, but if you can think of something. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it does actually have to do with Oz. Okay. Kinda. And uh, okay. I actually got in trouble for this when I was okay. younger. Okay, yes. Uh, playing the Wizard of Oz when I was when I was very young mm -hmm. and doing throwing the bucket of water. Oh, and uh, I accidentally missed my friend, and my sister was walking behind, and she got hit with the water by mistake. Oh, uh, what did she do to you? Uh, it was actually uh, ground grounding time for me. Grounding time. Yeah. Mm. So I, I was grounded for a weekend. Oh boy. Yeah, because uh, I was not supposed to play with real water when you're, you know, eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> and did you do that intentionally? Um, well, we intended to throw the water, obviously, but I did not intend to uh, have it hit a relative. No. <laughs> so, that was an accident. Yes. That was an accident. I didn't mean to kill anybody. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Very funny. And I got trouble because uh, I think my sister was wearing something fairly new and fairly oh, expensive. I see. She walked in, and, and we were outside, but I think she was coming in to tell me it was not time for dinner, but it was time to do something, and unfortunately... My, my friend didn't duck, so it hit my friend, but uh -huh. it also hit my sister. Mm, boy. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. So that, that that taught me at a young age, don't yes. use real water. <laughs> uh, in stage productions nowadays, they definitely use real water. Yes, of course. Yes, and I always request that, too. Are you yeah. going to use real water? Don't use confetti. <laughs> confetti doesn't look good with the black. Oh, of course not. <laughs> Very funny. Okay. Alright, now, as we want to kind of finish um, some of the stuff up here today, I want to ask you how you personally have really, if you think about the question, how do you think movies have influenced people over the last 50 years? Mm. Well, movies themselves have changed in terms of, uh, of subject matter and, yes. uh, and, you know, how they're done in terms of not, not just storyline, but, uh, uh, you know, stories that are brought to the screen and also, you know, special effects have changed movies. Mm -hmm. um, movies obviously influence people on a day-to-day -day basis, but uh, movies themselves, you know, have have changed, you know, ever ever since The Wizard of Oz was made really? you know, yeah. years and years ago. People, it, it's funny being being an actor, I can see that, that the way movies have been done and, or being shot are similar to how it was done 65 years ago. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but as far as the subject matter that is being shown today, it's, it's quite a different story, and, um, you know, they're always trying to find new things to bring to the screen, and uh, um, some are appropriate, some are not, mm -hmm. uh, it just it just depends on, you know, what kind of a movie you're in the mood for. Um, movies nowadays, uh, there's actually not enough family entertainment nowadays. That's right. Very true. Alright, now um, we want to also focus on something very important in the whole world of Oz, which is the very special premiere of the re-release of the Wizard of Oz movie just this past October with its wonderful, glorious restoration on this movie. So please tell me about you going to the premiere. Well, number one, I was happy that I didn't have to go dress the Wicked Witch. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, I was able to, uh, to uh, kind of dress up for the evening, the, um, getting the invitation in the mail was a thrill because it was it was uh, you know it was a, a very professionally 
uh, printed card uh, with the uh, the two disc artwork on the cover, and uh, on the reverse was you know the description of, of the evening's uh, you know of, of what they planned for the evening, and uh, the decor uh, for you know your dress for the evening was ruby red. Uh, it come in come in something that was ruby red, you know. And, yes. Um, uh, so my sister and I, I actually took my sister to the premiere, and she um, she was scrambling to find something that had red in it. We ended up <laughs> wearing black anyway. Oh boy! With uh, with shades of red in our in our um, in our outfits. Uh-huh. And, uh, it was it was just it was a fun evening, and uh, you know they had you know the standard red carpet, and uh, leading up to the um, leading up to the door of the of the theater, which I believe was it was held at the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Yes. And, uh, you know, I got to see a lot of old Oz friends there, um, some I hadn't seen for several years. And just the thrill of actually sitting in, in a theater, listening to, you know, the Munchkins talk, you know, about their various experiences in the movie and uh, the restoration process. There was a, uh, a special presentation, uh, a special slideshow about the restoration of the film, you know, before and after it was over, or before and after it was done. And uh, to kind of kind of compare of what it used to be as opposed to what we were about to see, and that was very very cool to see. And uh, then the movie started, and uh, you know the lights went down, it went dark, and uh, people were just excited about about the prospect of, of this coming out on DVD, looking exactly if not better than how it was in 1939. And I have seen you know prints prior to 1998 of uh, I've seen die transfer prints of this movie before it was restored in, in 98 really they it was it was extremely colorful and I, I didn't I didn't know if we would ever be able to see something like that again and Warner mm. Brothers just outdid themselves yeah, that's uh, right. in, in terms of being able to restore the movie according to what I remember seeing in a theater umpteen times prior to 98 and whenever there was a you know a Wizard of Oz screening in Los Angeles or in the town I was living in mm-hmm. um, south of Los Angeles uh, I would actually take either a friend or my sister and we would go and I remember being so colorful and uh, the, 98, the 98 restoration was great but it didn't give me the feel that it does now and I'm very very pleased with it right I, I am too and um, I just I can't say it enough on how how clear it looks, how how beautiful it looks, and I mean it's amazing. I mean me, I mean not me. When I watched it for the first time, and at least started when I see her opening the door, I just got a big smile on my face because I just knew that everything that they had said was true about this restoration. It was the best ever. So you can definitely absolutely. tell that they spent a lot of man hours. You can tell. Painstakingly restoring. The original negative. And Absolutely. You know, there have been restorations in the past. There was one for the Ultimate Oz in 1993, uh-huh. and obviously the 1998 re-release. Uh, the Kansas scenes were restored um, as, as, as sharp as they could have been, and uh, they were they were good. And the print of the uh, the 98 the 1998 uh, DVD um, was was stellar, but this one outshines it. Right. And, uh, it's it's very nice to know that the public is actually seeing Oz for what it really is, a right. spectacle of color and beauty that is unsurpassed by any motion picture. I don't care how digital it is and, and, and how colorful you know movies are made today in terms of special effects and, and computer animation. Uh, the Wizard of Oz will always surpass those movies. I think so, and, and I think you know the main reason is because, one, that was, I mean... 
I, I believe it's true, and I think you can back me up on it, that isn't it true that that was the very first movie they had any kind of special effects like that at that time? That was the first ever, correct? Yes. Yes, that's uh, what I thought. No one had seen special effects like that. That's right. In 1939 Judy Garland and some of them could see in years ahead and not have died, obviously, you know, they had to die, but, you know, to look and I, see what could be I, done, would, would you think about what they would say. They would just oh. be dumbfounded over it or something. Well, at least, so. you know, at least Margaret Hamilton and, yeah. and Ray Bolger and yeah. Haley were able to live long enough to see, you know, the legacy beginning. Yes. And, and I know Ray Bolger died, you know, about... Uh, 1980 something. Sorry? 1980-something, 1988 or 1987, okay. And uh, at least, you know, he and Margaret Hamilton and, and Jack Haley had, had seen, you know, almost you know, tw almost 20 years' worth of telecasts for Jack Haley and over 20 years' worth of telecasts for uh, Ms. Hamilton and, and Bolger. Mm -hmm. You were able to see the growing phenomenon and, and the love that the, uh, the public was giving this film, and uh, they enjoyed their newfound celebrity status. Uh, and, uh, well, Margaret Hamilton was a little puzzled by it. She was like, wow, I made that so many years ago, and people still remember me for that. But, uh -huh. but uh, you know, it was, she, was, she was excited to, uh, to know that people remembered her for something she had done so long ago, and, and then it kept on growing, right. you know, as the years progressed. Absolutely. That's, just, that's you know, one of these days, you know, I will, uh, I will, and well, it's, it's funny that whenever I do a performance, uh, it's, just before I'm about to perform, I always look up and say, Maggie, I hope you're with me. <laughs> huh. Oh, you mean you hope that God is with you? Huh? Uh, that too. Yes. That too. Yes. And, uh, yes. you know, it, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's something that uh, Oz is universal. Yes. And, uh, like God is universal. That's right. And, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 it's just a beautiful thing. Yes. You know, it's just a beautiful thing. Very much so. so much for your time spent on here today and I would like you, yes you're welcome I'd like you to now give comment on our website and I guess I would like you to actually kind of say how you ended up finding it in the first place Finding and, uh, videos for family? Yes uh, Through the Wizard of Oz Club Okay, that's uh, The Wizard of Oz Club message board uh, There's always, um, you know, people obviously post on there all the time with Oz announcements and things like that and, and uh, I noticed that, that you do frequent postings that you do interview people in the Oz community and uh, I was very curious
you know, and uh, movies that actually have uh, are, are heavily entertainment, you know, like uh, Christmas-related movies and, you know, the Rankin Bass animated special, yep. Little House on the Prairie, that type of thing. Yes. I grew up with all of that. Yes. And, you know, that's, that's something that I, I never want to get rid of. Yeah. And uh, as, as a kid, that was, all those types of movies were always influential to me, and uh, so I've carried that over as an adult. And, um, right. Uh, so a lot of my... A lot of my movies that I have in my collection are, are G G uh, rated family entertainment. Yes. And, uh, that's just that's just me. Yes. I just but I just happen to play the most evil, vile villain in children's literature and movies. <laughs> no figure. Oh. Only on the performance side. You got to that's keep true. that on the key. <laughs> that's true. Yes. Nowadays you're 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 lucky that you have the internet because it's a, it's an outlet that you can you can express what you you know how you feel about uh, you know putting putting family entertainment out there for, for everyone to see. And uh, at, at your age, uh, I didn't do half as much at your age uh, than, than you have now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you've done quite an accomplishment with the website and uh, you know pro- promoting family entertainment and, and getting all of us together to talk about Oz yes, and thank you. being an Oz fan yourself. Um, I'm sure you're enjoying this just as much as, as I am, uh, and, uh, and yes. we are. And uh, so I'm, I appreciate being a part of this. Yes. And uh, I definitely wish you the best of luck. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate it too, and all for you as well. So uh, much more for you since you have more of a career ahead of you and that has been behind you that I have ever done. Oh, I so. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. You, you've, you've come a long way yes. you know, in, your, in your young age. I know, and I, I appreciate it. I've been able to do what I've been able to do and continue it because each one gets better and you know this right here has been yet one of the better so um and it's all because of the other person which in this case would be you and i do make that known for everybody because kurt raymond is truly a master oz impressionist and thank you my pretty yes and i appreciate that yes and so is elaine horn but she has a wonderful different approach to it as Dorothy, which we all know. Someday I hope you get to uh, see, you know, see all of us live in person. I, I hope so. I, 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 I do hope it will be next year. I, I do. Um, you never know. The uh, the 70th anniversary is just around the corner. Yes. So. It will be exciting. You never know. Yes. And, and I'm, I'm sure, I think the, uh, the 50th anniversary of the telecast of the Wizard of Oz on Next television year. is 2006. Yep, November. Yep. So yes. I, I'm not sure if Warner Brothers is going to be doing anything. I hope so. But uh, I hope so too. I, I don't think that that's a milestone that that I, I think that uh, they should definitely capitalize on. Absolutely. I mean, they did it for 96 for the 40th. I don't see any reason why they can't do anything for. That's great. I need to mention this. Um, the rating system that we are trying to put together is called FV, standing for Family Entertainment. This rating would be hopefully preceding the G rating or be more to be something in between G and PG. It would be um, basically family movies um, that would be free of slander, free of language, free of any kind of you know obscene material on the movie. And um, any movie under this kind of rating would be just so well produced that any parent would not even think twice when they let their child in front of the television and watch this movie or if it were to be a DVD. So, um, obviously, you know, most people know there's a need for the, that kind of thing. Um, it's really... Unfortunately, so. they think that the PG rating is going to bring, you know, everybody in and, they, and yes. they're afraid that the G rating is going to, you know, kill the movie, which I think is a, a very wrong 
opinion to take. Right. Because it just, you know, there's, like I said before, there's not enough family entertainment out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, you know, most PG, most movies nowadays are PG, and it doesn't seem like, you know, if, if it is a G-rated movie, it's animated, and even those are few and far between. And uh, in, in, when I was growing up, there was at least maybe 25, 30 movies, you know, a year easily that was G before it even went to, you know, a PG rating. So there was a lot more uh, of that then than there is now, and that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yes. And so if you can give your comment on the, this rating system, kind of what you personally think about it. And yes, if you, the family uh, entertainment rating? Yes, please, give your comment mm-hmm. on it. I, 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 think, uh, I think the family entertainment rating would be a good thing. Uh, I think uh, uh, a rating like that where, where parents could go to take their kids and, and know it would be completely free of any graphic violence or obscene material, that type of thing, any language, um, that would be a good thing. And uh, even in the PG nowadays, you know, they're, they're sticking stuff in there that they really shouldn't. And uh, they, should, uh, they should really, you know, there's just not, a, there's just not enough movies that, that are generated to, to, you know, call for a, a G rating. And uh, if it was a F, an FE rating, a family entertainment rating, which would be either above, you know, a, a G or below a G, depending on how you want to work it, um, I think that would go over very well. Yes. And uh, I wish you all the best with it. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. And, and one such movie that has really captured audiences um, very much so recently is The Chronicles of Narnia, finally, um, that has been produced yet again and they have Disney and the other company Walden Media have done an excellent job and I know you have told me already before that you've seen it and I want you to you know tell us about what you think about that movie yes I uh, I thought it was an excellent adaptation and uh, uh, it was it, it, I grew up on on the Chronicles of Narnia and uh, I, I got the, the series of books when I was seven or eight and I remember uh, I remember so many different things about the, the line The Witch in the Wardrobe that, that just stayed with me as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see that portrayed on the screen exactly how I remembered it. Yes. Just absolutely incredible. Yes. Amazing. I, I, I love the movie and um Hilda Clinton did an, yeah. an excellent but very interesting Wicked Witch. Yes, very much so. <sighs> but you know that she played the devil. So that's yes. how it yeah, if, was. If you a look at it from a Christian standpoint, yes. you can you can see the, the you can see the Christian uh, uh, undertones. Yes, exactly. In this, in this film, exactly. And uh, if you were if you were brought up that way, uh, you can you know and, and if you if you I, I read the books in a, in a Christian environment. Yes, so I, I was able to see exactly what they were trying to portray. If you're a non-Christian, you might not see those touches. Yeah, but uh, exactly. if you if you were brought up in that environment when you grew up, um, you you will definitely be able to see that the filmmakers were able to capture that aspect right. of it. That's that's in, in a very non-invading way. Yes, very much so. Well, anyhow, um, thank you for that, and I thank you for everything you have um, given comment on and answering my questions. Um, this evening it has been yes well thank you and it was fun Uh, whatever I can say to call you (laughs) Kurt Raymond (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) just don't call me late for dinner oh hopefully not but thank you very much I hope you keep continuing on the years to come as you work 
with Elaine Horn and with Warner Brothers and you, and your and performances. I wish you the best for uh, everything that uh, that you were trying to do. Yes. Uh, with the the rating and thank uh, you. keeping uh, family entertainment alive. Okay. Well, thank you again for everything you have done today, and it has been a great honor and pleasure to have you, you. on it was, here. It was wonderful. I really enjoyed myself. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Bye bye.